spooky friends, and welcome to another episode of Storytime with the Scariest Podcast. Woo! I'm Robin Grace, this is Adam Diaz, and Hello. today we are here, like every other Storytime episode, to read you guys some homegrown horrors. Adam, why don't you tell us what those are? Homegrown horrors, the wonderful story sent in by you, the listener, or the viewer, depending on whether or not you're joining us live, because we do these things live, 6.30pm, Pacific Standard Time, or Pacific Daylight Time, I forget it, what it's called right it now. It seems really, it's starting out like a really intense episode, like, it's just like, I like dialogue you, Yeah, in you're your just going to interrupt it and kill the energy, though. Anyways, yeah. you can check us out on twitch.tv slash scaryishpodcast and youtube.com slash scaryish. If you have a store and you're like, I'd like to get it all up in that show, you can go ahead and send it to us. I should probably describe what kind of stories we're looking for first. Stuff that's scary, <laughs> supernatural, paranormal, sometimes true crime, sometimes extraterrestrial, sometimes coincidental, completely in nature, where you thought something scary was happening, and it turns out it was just the laundry room door that's starting to squeak right now, and it's in oh, just yeah. for some reason. Oh, God. I got to tell you about that. Scared the shit out of Robin. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny, because I noticed it, and I was like, what the hell is that noise? I realized it pretty quickly, but she realized it in the dark, and decided to nope the fuck out first instead. Yep. So if you have any stories like that, Robin, where can they send them? You can send it to our email, which is storytime at scaryish.com, or you can go to our website, which happens to be scaryish.com, because that's who we are, Scaryish Podcast. Hello. And uh, you can fill out a contact us form on our website, and it gets emailed us, emailed to us that Directly way. to us. Yeah. Good stuff. So we're going to be reading four of those wonderful homegrown horrors that we have just described to you this evening. So uh, This very evening. Why don't you strap on, and hopefully you enjoy uh, Robin, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, why don't I go first? Go for it. Okay. Here you go. Moving the mouse over to you. Take it away. All right. This first story was sent to us uh, by Lady M over on Facebook. So if you folks didn't know, you can also send it to us on Facebook or Instagram. We get some people that send their stories through Instagram as well. All right. So this particular story begins. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. Why is your so low and like... That's just my voice. Oh, mm, Yes. Uh, <laughs> Adam says my sexy voice sounds like the freaking guy from Scream. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, no. That's not exact. Okay. So when Robin calls me when she gets off work, <laughs> we got to pause the fucking story. I have to defend myself here. When Robin calls me when she gets off work, I always answer and I'm expecting her to be like, hey, babe. Or like, hey, how's it going? Or like, how was your day? And instead, it's always like something like, show me your holes. No, I've never once said, <laughs> show me your holes. It's something. It's always something fucking <laughs> creepy. And I'm like, why do you have to be so creepy? She's like, I'm being sexy. I'm like, no, you're not. She's like, I'm whispering it. I'm like, there's a difference between what the guy in the movie <laughs> Scream would say into a voice modulator and that tone of voice then like the wispy breathy tone of voice of someone being sexy and she actually told me when i described her that way like oh okay i get it now because like yeah like, think of the sexiest thing you think someone could say to you and then think of someone saying it in a threatening manner <laughs> and that's what it's like to get a phone call from okay. robin after work <clears throat> today i learned i'm not sexy all right so she is sexy she's just very also <laughs> let's get sometimes. back into the story okay so it goes so i have a new story for the podcast feel free to share we're sharing it this is us sharing the story I had been sitting on this for a little while, but I feel as though I can share it now. As you guys know, myself, Lady M on Twitch, uh, and family decided last year to move back to my home state of Pennsylvania and are buying a uh, buying my grandfather's house from my mother. Well, just a few weeks into moving in and getting things situated, it was around 6.45 a.m. when I was having a dream of my phone ringing and the caller ID on it said pap pap. Maybe pop pop? Pap pap? Is there an um, A or is there an O? It's an A. So I think it's Pap Pap. Yeah. Uh, which was the nickname I gave my grandfather back when I was around three years old. Aww. It's really cute. 
And as I was staring at my phone in the dream, I started to hear the doorbell go off. Now, because of my pap's hearing issues, it wasn't your usual doorbell, but more of a little jingle slash music that would play for about 20 seconds and was very loud. So I woke up from my dream and went to figure out why the doorbell was ringing. I didn't see anyone outside, and after messing with it, I just assumed the batteries were low and went about my day. Well, a few weeks after this, my mother and I were having a day out, and we got on the topic of how the doorbell can be changed through different jingles, and how every so often, when my mom would stop by, my pap would push the button as they came in the house to have my mom listen to the new one that he had set. That's so stinking cute. That is. Uh, I instantly thought back to how the doorbell started to randomly play the same morning I remember having a dream with my pap trying to call me. Maybe it was just a coincidence, but part of me likes to think that it was my pap simply saying hi and was letting me know that he was okay. Hope you all have a great day slash afternoon slash night and keep on creeping on. That's a really sweet story. Yeah, it really is. And we, I, we came in with such asshole energy to start the show and I feel bad <laughs> about it now because that is a really wholesome, it is very wholesome, heartfelt story. And uh, I just think it's really cute that there's something that uh, you remember in your life, like every time they came over, he would play whatever new doorbell tune he would set up, you know. I'm also very impressed and I feel like we need to step up our doorbell game uh, because ours doesn't work out. <laughs> like the two songs our doorbell plays is regular ding dong and, and nothing at all. Yeah, because our doorbell <laughs> doesn't work half the time. Um, but yeah, that's a really nice story. And we, we get a lot of stories very similar in nature to... Um, after someone that you you love passes away, something happens beyond the ordinary that's definitely odd. And eventually, once you puzzle it out, you realize there's so many different things that connect it to the person that you lost. Mm -hmm. And it provides you that sense of like, not just closure, but that they're going to be okay. Uh, so I always love getting these stories because people are always going through things out there. And when they listen to episodes and they hear it, it might just connect with them. So thank you so much for sharing yeah. that with us. All right, so before I move on to the next story, there's something I wanted to mention at the beginning of the show, and since this is technically still the beginning portion, I'm going to go ahead and do that. So, last episode of time, last pasta time, uh, so last week's Friday show, whatever, you get what I'm saying, we had an in-depth, important discussion when it came to cow milk, okay? A lot of people thought it was funny, including us. I edited about 10 minutes of cow conversation, so there was still like seven minutes left in the show or so. Uh, and during that time, we discussed the fact that we were thinking about having a cow milking competition if we were able to raise the money to go back to Northwest Indiana so we could do like a little mini vacation and then uh, chug on some udders or whatever. But after, Sanitize them titties! After discussion, rather than putting up a goal in the stream, because when we do these shows live... We do have a stream goal, and it's typically for the month. And we discussed a, a price that would be ticket fare for the three of us, me, Robin, and Robin's sister, because she's our, our video and sound person. We said, like, how about this? Just the next time we go back, we're going to do it. Let's not make it this really lofty goal. Because the way we've been doing things lately, with the monthly bonuses, the monthly goals, they're literally like $200, you know? Yeah. So it's not crazy. It's not unattainable, but something like almost a thousand bucks almost certainly would be. So we're just going to fucking do it. There's no goal. We've decided we're going to do it. There's no time frame on it since right now traveling is kind of a nightmare. That said, at some point, we will go back. I used to go back at least once a year. So it's going to happen. like the year before last year, we went back three times. I went back four times because I had to do a bachelor party too. So we will be back and we will make that video since a lot of you were excited for it. 
don't worry about you folks footing the bill because we're just going to leave our regular stream goal for the month like we have right now. For the month of August, it's $40.50 already towards the goal of $200. For the month of July, we did hit that goal, which means on this Sunday. So if you're listening to this podcast version and it came out Friday and you're listening to this within the first two days of launch, Friday and Saturday, that means you still have time because at twitch.tv slash scarish podcast or youtube.com slash scarish on Sunday the 15th, we will be having a bartending competition where Robin and I will be mixing drinks and serving them to a panel of judges to see who is the better mixologist slash bartender. It's me. Some details still need to be worked out, like what time we're going to start, but we're shooting for early afternoon. I asked Robin right before I did this announcement well, whether early afternoon works, and she said, I don't give a fuck. So um, that's what we're is shooting for. Is that the for. literal thing I said? I'm pretty sure it's exactly right, what cool. she said. The people in chat will keep me honest. Um, but that is the plan right now, so look forward to Sunday afternoon there's going to be a fun stream and most likely someone's going to get drunk so it'll be uh, a blast and before I thought you were going to say me no i probably won't be drinking too many of my own drinks but i'm going to get some you got to taste up. it you got to taste the t- taste the it's not uh, like cooking like i already know what those I drinks thought you, are yeah taste like cocaine it's like it's not like cocaine i don't Robin's have to like very answer. sleep deprived so she's just going to tell you all the things that my words sound like to her <laughs> Throughout the show. So I'm, I'm running on two hours of sleep, guys. It's bad. Indeed. So, all right. That was my announcement. Thank you so much for listening to it. Let's go ahead and move on to the next homegrown horror that we have been sent. This one's subject is Deja Vu. Sounds sexy. Which I have a story about. So, I've read the subject, and now I'm going to derail the show again. So, this is true. <laughs> this is totally a true right. story. I'm not making this up. I'm not going all Zach Bagels right now. So... Uh, maybe a few months back, I had this really, really weird dream uh, where we were at a convention. And while we were at this convention, I had my own table for some reason. And there was no products on the table. It was very odd. And I distinctly remember talking to two people. And while I was talking to them, I was telling them about just random stuff. And I looked around the room. And it was one of those things where when you woke up, it, you know, there's a scene that sticks with you from your dream. And I described it very vividly to Robin. Like, this is what happened. It was super weird. Like... Why wouldn't I have products at a table if I was at a convention? Um, and she was like, yeah, that is weird. So I mentioned that we were at the Ontario, California Convention Center two weekends ago uh, for a convention. And Emma and Cat Beatrix came to visit us and say hi. So this thing happened while we were there where the event essentially had everyone way too cramped. And some folks wound up leaving because of that. So there were empty tables here and there. One of them was behind us. So when Cat Beatrix and Emma showed up, I was like, just come around so we can just talk to each other and not have to talk like through all the merchandise. So we stood there and talked. And while we were talking, I got hit by Deja Vu super hard. As I like looked around the room, I was like, this is almost exactly what I dreamed about. I didn't mention it to them in conversation because I didn't want to be like Zach Bagels where I'm like, I'm getting possessed by a demon right now and I'm blind. But it totally happened. It just gave me a head rush. And I completely forgot about it until, like, I think last night. And I mentioned to Rob, I'm like, do you remember this dream I told you about? And I was, like, going through the details. She's like, I actually do. Like, I remember you saying that. I was like, yeah, it was what fucking happened when I talked to Emma and Cat Beatrix. It's the weirdest sense of deja vu. It has not happened to me that strongly in a very long time. So the meeting was foretold through dream. And uh, I just thought you guys would, like, enjoy that little story. Because that's kind of the content we share. All right. So. Robin's not going to back me up on this. She was nodding, though, throughout that story. Yeah. I know you guys can't hear her nods, but that was happening. So, (laughs) all right. I'm going to get into the subject called Deja Vu. And also, shout out to having that be your subject, or else I would have completely forgotten to share that. Starts out like this. Hi, Robin and Adam. Hello. I'm Robin. That's Adam. Indeed. 
I, you know, it's funny. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My favorite murder. It took me forever to figure out who was Karen and who was Georgia. Me too. I was just like, they they sound so similar, and then you listen to a million and one episodes. You're like, ah, I get it now. Yeah, it took me a while. I was kind of ashamed of how long it took me because I pride myself on being able to like identify. But I was just, I could not attach name to voice for the longest time. It took me like 60 episodes to distinguish Travis from Justin on uh, Adventure Zone because I kept mixing up their names. Ah, so gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's kind of like once you start seeing them, like their actual pictures, and then listening to them talk and being able to identify a face with their voice, then you'll hear it forever after Lucky that. Lucky for but. us, it's very easily discernible. Yes, <laughs> I hope so. Which one of us is Adam? Which one of us is Robin? You'll never know. I'm going to read this story now. Subject, deja vu. <laughs> they said hi. You can share this on the podcast, but please don't use my name as it might identify me to the person I'm mentioning. They don't listen to you guys as far as I know, but still. Don't worry, we won't. I've been listening to your podcast since fall of 2018, so I'm a silent listener, but I've appreciated your growth and humor over the Aww, years. Aw, thanks. We appreciate that. It has got me through some rough, shitty jobs and even the end of a relationship, which is what I wanted to mention here. I was with the person for over five years, having dated them through college, and I ended up breaking up with them, in parentheses, for a number of reasons, right as the pandemic began. Did you realize you just couldn't stand them when you're stuck with them? For, they were like, controlling, ah. mean, aggressive, but still a whiny little bitch at the same time. I love this tea that's being spilled right now. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, like, just like Robin. No. I had made excuses for them for years. Every time I tried to leave, they either low-key threatened me or talked me into us staying together so as not to, quote, throw anything away. Red flag. Yeah. Big I, red flag. I had considered breaking up with them repeatedly, but I was young and too scared to move on. One day I was leaving one of the aforementioned shitty jobs and making my back... I was doing so well, too. It's because I saw making my way downtown and it started playing in my head i was like no mix up the sentence so you don't start singing and making my way back home walking fast faces passing home during rush hour i was listening to your podcast that day then the audio in my car started to act weird i connected the audio on my phone to the bluetooth in my car usually and sometimes disconnected randomly but this was not that in this episode i don't remember which Adam had mentioned something about deja vu being a chance to try a new path in your life. I don't remember that, but it sounds super wise. And I'm so very happy it does I said sound that. very wise. It, was it because... You've seen it before, so now that you get to it again, it's a chance to do something differently. Maybe. I think that's what I had said. I can't exactly remember what he said. Either way, it made me pause and think about all the moments I had deja vu before. Before this, I always thought of deja vu as a green light. You're doing the right thing, and this is a reminder to keep going. But this was the first time I had to think about it differently. Did I cause a fucking breakup? Oh my god, be horrible human being. After this comment, my phone froze and the audio stopped. I looked down and I tried to press play to let him continue talking. It was like my phone had paused to give me time to think about what he said. That's really cool. But the phone wouldn't start again and I got annoyed because I couldn't look down at it too long while driving. You're not that bad causing a breakup. Thanks. <laughs> then randomly... When I reached a stoplight, it started up again, but nearly a full minute and a half before Adam had made the comment. It's like it rewound. And I had to listen to it again say, deja vu is an opportunity for you to try a different path. And then it stopped completely. That's kind of cool. I sat in silence the rest of the way home, really thinking about the message I was receiving just then. Anyway, a few weeks later, my partner and I moved to a different city, thinking that our job prospects and relationship 
might be better somewhere new. There was a moment where I was lying on the ground writing in my journal as my ex was pacing the house after a phone interview, angry about how it went. They had just finished yelling at me a little bit, and I rolled my eyes and went back to journaling. Then I looked up at them as they paced and realized I was having a moment of deja vu. It clicked for me that maybe in another timeline I would continue to stay with this person, but it felt like I had gotten that message for a reason, and I didn't have to do that same thing in this timeline. It was a real eye-opening moment for me. I did stay with them for another year, but the next time I planned to break up, I went through with it and shocked us both. I remembered the message I had gotten nearly a year before and chose a different path. I'm much happier without them, and though you didn't stop my phone, I think someone wanted me to get that message from you, so I appreciate it. Nice. Best to you. <laughs> they put their name as Beyonce's Deja Vu, but without Jay-Z. Wow. Nice. That I don't is, know that uh, reference. That is pretty awesome. So thank you for sending in that story. And uh, Does Beyonce have a song named Deja Vu? Babe, I don't know. I was okay. hoping we could just move past it okay. and have a moment with the person who wrote this email. Okay. So I am very happy that this message was received because I think a lot of times that we go through things in our life, we get so used to it. There's two ways I kind of look at this. Some folks become addicted to their own suffering because they know it brings them some attention. And they feel like if they get rid of whatever causes their suffering, they might get rid of that attention too. I think a lot of other people think that they need to keep moving forward. And when I think of the word forbearance, I usually think of it with student loans and ways to defer payment. But when I was in college itself, which is what caused me a lot of forbearances, um, I had a professor that talked about how the thing that she thinks is most wrong with society is that our level of forbearance is very low. And in this case, she was using the word forbearance is like, how much can you take yeah. and still keep moving forward? Or how willing are you to quit? And I think a lot of people have so much to deal with that that's one of the senses of pride that they get is that they can keep moving forward with something, even though they know it's not working, maybe because it's not working as well as they would want, but it's not broken, you know, but you also know deep down you'd be better off. So it's it's that fine balance of like, do I try and fix this or do I move on? And I think after you take enough time to realize, like, well, I could fix this, but, like, especially in a relationship, both parties need to want something to be fixed. And if that's just simply not the case, then I'm happy that that message came through and your phone was nice enough to pause it for you and then replay it. So you could think on it and be like, you know what? Fuck this, I'm out. So yeah. uh, that's an awesome story. And thank you so much for sending this it is in. a good time to tell you, fuck this, I'm out. There's the fucking door, dog. <laughs> so before we move into our next story, we are going to take a really quick commercial break. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. All right. So my final story that I'll be reading this episode is from Cameron. And uh, we're going to share it on the podcast because it says feel free to share on the podcast. Sweet. In fact, that's the subject. Great place to put that, Cameron. 
All right, so it begins. I love the podcast. I listen all the time. So I decided to finally share some of my stories. Please never stop doing what you guys are doing. It really helps me with my work days. We're glad. That's good. And we'll try to keep on creeping on. <laughs> okay. Story one, audible voice. This reminds me of that episode of Rick and Morty where it's like uh, the Purge I Planet. love Morty. No, Purge Planet. And I hope Morty loves me. Uh, I'd like to wrap my arms around him and feel him inside me. Is that the words? That is the words of oh, the song. I've watched that episode um, so many it's times. It's the Purge Planet one where he has, he has to, to read the scripts. Yeah. That part's so fucking funny, dude. Uh, all right. Story one. Audible voice. I was a senior in high school and my brother had recently gone to prison for armed robbery. My brother didn't make the smartest choices at the time, so his past was pretty sketchy. Every time I went in his room, I got that feeling that something just wasn't right. One night, it was pretty late and I had to go into his old room to get a pencil to finish my homework. In his room, there were no lights in the ceiling, just lamps. His room was an old garage that was converted into a bedroom, so that makes sense. Uh, and, of course, his lamp was on the other side of the room from his door. That is... So you have to cross in darkness. It's dangerous. You trip over something. That's why you put the lamp right by the door. Since I was only going for a pencil, I decided to just do the grab-and-run trick before the demons could catch me instead of turning on the light. As I grabbed the pencil, I heard the most sinister laugh I have ever heard. What the So I fuck? noped the F out and went to bed. A few months later, I was working on my senior project on our family computer that was in our living room next to my brother's room, and once again, it was very late. I had headphones in, listening to music, and was doing research when I felt my hair raise on my neck. Ooh, that's the worst. All of a sudden? Like, your senses are all just focused on music and what senses. you're doing. And the next thing you know, the hairs in the back of your neck rise. Like, that's some instinct shit where, like, the past, like, versions of yourself, like, the caveman version is like, something's wrong. It's creepy. Yeah. Uh, creepier than me speaking like a creeper. Okay. All of a sudden, something said my name out loud and it scared the crap out of me. So I did what any normal 17-year-old quote-unquote man would do <laughs> i booked it faster than usain bolt to my parents room and woke them up to go investigate Did you do the pose when you got there is that his pose yeah that's cute yeah it's a good pose nice. um my dad got up to see if anyone was in the house and once he checked everywhere to find no one he went back to bed luckily my mom was a spiritual badass so she stayed up with me until i finished my project and prayed the whole time that's awesome i think something attached itself to me from my brother's room because i have other stories below of some pretty scary junk that has happened oh snap and they're right here for us to read story two omen baby my wife and I have been married at the time for a year, and we decided to get a doggo. She is our omen baby, a black lab, super cute, Aww. and is amazing. Her name is Daisy. Daisy never barks, so she was perfect for the apartment we lived in at the time. One night, we woke up to Daisy growling loudly, and she was standing on our bed over us. She was looking into the mirror we had hung on the closet door. Fuck, Fuck that. She sees the mirror, Fuck people. That. As soon as we woke up, she started barking like a maniac into the mirror and would not stop. So we turned on the lights and she finally chilled out. This wouldn't have been weird if it was the first time she looked into the mirror, but it had been on our closet for a while. My wife and I never saw anything, but were thankful for our doggo watching over us, even if it was just her reflection. I wish I could say the mirror was super old and creepy to, just, uh, to try and justify it, but it wasn't. It was a cheap $5 mirror from Walmart. 
I'm imagining one of those long ones that Me are too. just in the regular. I'm pretty sure I had the same mirror as you. Actually, that's the really? one I'm picturing right now. Yeah. Maybe Walmart's just fucking shelling out demons, and that's why they're so cheap. Demon mirrors. It all makes sense. All right. So story three, sleep paralysis. My wife and I moved into a house because screw crappy apartments. We had lived there for about a year when this happened. One night, we decided to watch a movie before bed, and we both fell asleep mid-movie. I remember waking up to the room glowing blue because of the TV, and I could not move anything but my eyes. So, if you were laying in my spot on the bed, you could see all the way through our laundry room into our kitchen, which is super weird layout. I noticed something move in the kitchen and start to come towards me, and I'm freaking out in my head because I can't move. When it got into our bedroom, it scared me so bad that I can still see its face sometimes in my memories. It was a floating grayish figure with the most demonic look on its face and was right next to me. So I closed my eyes and pretended it wasn't there. If you can't see it, it can't see you. Wow. (laughs) I feel like it might be the thing that tried to haunt me at my parents' house because of the evil smile it had on its face. Normally, my wife never wakes up in the middle of the night, but thank God she woke up to me sweating profusely and woke me up. I told her what I saw and felt, and she did the most amazing Lord of the Rings, you shall not pass prayer I have ever heard in my life. That's awesome. It was amazing, and I felt at peace. My wife stayed up with me for a while afterward and watched The Office. She even let me be the little spoon. That's <laughs> so romantic. Since the incident, I always close the doors to every room and face my wife when I fall asleep, so if I ever get trapped where I can't move, at least I'll be looking at an angel. I am now 29 and haven't had any scary things happen to me since, but two really good stories that warmed my heart, which are the next two stories. Um, I think that's really sweet that your wife totally did that. Your wife's your hero. Um, That's awesome. I just imagine her as Arwen, just like on the horse, like, if, if you, you want, want him, him, come and claim him. him. But you pull off some fucking badass magic shit and like... We're pretty nerdy. She watched um, Lord of the Rings the other day. <laughs> I so. literally just watched it yesterday. Okay. Um, story four, religious story. My baby. <laughs> I, that's just how it's typed out. It is. It's muh, M-U-H. My wife, Allison, and I have been married for eight years now, aww, and we both knew in the beginning of our marriage we wanted children. For our second year anniversary, we went to Disney World for the weekend because we live about 20 minutes away. Lucky. Be jealous. Yeah, I am fucking jealous. (laughs) My wife felt funny, so we didn't ride anything, and when we got home, she took a test and found out she was prego. Unfortunately, after about 10 weeks, we lost the baby and we both got depressed for a little while. That is really sad. Uh, fast forward another year, we got pregnant again, but once again, after about 10 weeks, we lost the baby. This is getting really depressing. Uh, I would like to pause the story and say that if you're going through a miscarriage or multiple miscarriages, that I am sorry and know your pain. Many women go through it and it is more common than people talk about. It is very common. So I feel like people shouldn't be ashamed of having that. There shouldn't be taboos on things people Um, need to really hear is common. Yeah. So it really helped my wife heal to hear other women have gone through or are going through the same thing. Hashtag woman power, for real. I mean, uh, actually, for first pregnancies, too, it's very common. I've been there, done that. I understand. If you guys are going through it, too, it happens. All right. Uh, Now to the crazy cool part. I was leaving my house for work one morning when I noticed two birds in my yard. As I got in my car to leave, I felt a heavy, peaceful presence all around me, and I couldn't do anything but cry. Not sad tears, but happy ones. 
I got in my car and left for work and the birds flew next to my window and landed by a smaller baby bird by a pond near my house. I feel like God gave me a revelation on my way to work. The two birds in my yard were me and my wife and the other bird represented a baby we would have. I didn't tell my wife because I really wasn't sure if it was real, but a month later, my wife was feeling depressed because of the loss of our babies that could have been, so I decided to share. Um, one month later, we found out she was pregnant, and now we have the happiest baby boy. Aww. so awesome. I really feel like God was trying to comfort my wife and I because of our loss, and it is truly amazing. That's really, really That's a sweet. great story. That's such a good story. Uh, story five, big, sad, many tears. Oh, no. My dad is recently passed away because of heart issues. I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, he was only 56, so very young, and his passing came from out of nowhere. For the past three weeks, my dad had been having some chest pains, so he decided to go to the doctor. His doctor scheduled a heart cath for him to see what was wrong. Uh, they found that his main artery was a uh, 100% blocked and proceeded to clean it out. When they took the equipment out, something tore his artery open. What the that's so sad, dude. So they had to rush him into emergency open heart surgery. The surgeon called after the surgery to tell us that he was stable for now, but still not out of the water. I assume it's like out of hot water. Um, out of danger. Yeah. A little after an hour later, the surgeon called us back to tell us that half of his heart had stopped beating. He was trying to get permission to put a pump in to help his heart when my mom heard him start to code over the phone. Unfortunately, they weren't able to save my dad, and he passed away July 16th, 2020. 2020 was a horrible year. It sounds really, really terrible. Yeah. Because of COVID-19, no one was allowed to the uh, in the hospital with him. They did let me, my mom, and my sister into his room after he passed and was cleaned up to grieve. My wife and I decided to stay with my mom that night just so that she wouldn't be alone. When we woke up the next day, my mom told us that she was in her room crying when she felt what she swears was my father's hand on her back. Ever since then, I've been at peace knowing that my dad is still watching over us. That's both really sad but really sweet because uh, it's nice to have that, I don't know, connection, I guess. Because you're you don't feel like you're alone, right? So you I don't think, have to feel afraid or sad about the the passing of your loved one because you don't feel like they're in a scary place, and you do feel like they're going to be okay. And, and again, we've already had one of these emails this this show, and I'm really happy people continue to share this stuff because a lot of people went through some really horrible times yeah. in 2020 and are still going through or, it in 2021. Yeah, still, yeah. And so it's really helpful to hear it. Like one story four is very very helpful for anyone to hear that's going through miscarriages or difficulty. With pregnancies and, and your fifth story as well is something that's incredibly important to hear, even though it is heart-wrenching because no one wants to lose a parent and you definitely don't want to lose someone that's only 56 years old that's still very, very, very young. And uh, it's really sad to hear, but it's also this nice thing to hear that there was a comforting moment in some like incredibly difficult moment where you're literally in a hospital with your deceased loved ones that you can process and grieve and you have that moment like your mom had, so... Uh, thank you for sharing that because people really do need to hear it, man. Yeah. They absolutely do. And there's so many stigmas attached to a bunch of things that are talked about, like, you know, miscarriages or mental illness, which we are huge advocates when it comes to talking about um, and, and things like people passing away. And I think a lot of folks that um, don't share the experiences they have are afraid that people are going to think they're crazy. And we don't think that. And what's most important is there are so many other people out there that don't think that. Uh, and we get emails from literally all over the world. We've gotten emails from probably 
every single type of religion that's out there that I could probably think of. I'm sure there's other ones that I don't know. Yeah. That probably don't listen to our show. Yeah. But like even atheists, they've reached out and just said like, I had a moment that I can't explain and it definitely helped me while I was grieving. And I think those are all important here because I think that connects all of us together. So thank you for sending that in. Yeah. Thank you so much, Cameron. We really appreciate you and we're sorry for your losses. Indeed. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get into my and the last story of the show. This one's called Storytime from Anonymous on Instagram. It starts out like this. Yes, read on the podcast, but if y'all can make up a name for me, that'd be dope as fuck. Thank you, Okay, heart. let's see. Let's see. What name do you want to give this story? What name? No, the person that wrote the story. Yeah, what name do you want to give this person who wrote the story? I don't know. I was looking around at a bunch of different stuff, and I'm like, okay, take a name from something nearby, and everything is just name stuff that doesn't make books. any sense. All... Midnight. Let's call them Midnight. Okay. And it's cool. coming from the manga Kiss Me at the Stroke of Midnight. That's about a girl who is a pervert and a guy who likes butts. <laughs> okay, midnight it is. <laughs> so what you're saying is that is about us. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get into this story. It says, hi, Robin. Hi, Adam. Hi, Hello. pets. And spooky mom. Hello. Our pets say, woof meow. And my mom says, hello. Why do you make her like some old crone? like Eating a bucket of fish heads once a oh week. Oh, my God. Your my mom favorite. is like. <laughs> She's <laughs> never mentioned this joke to me. And I know she listens. Yeah. So. She was listening to it while cooking the other day. <laughs> I know. But it's just so, it's like she's the most fit out of all of us. She so is. She works out two times she with a personal she, trainer two times a week. She, she was doing yoga this morning. She doesn't sound like that either. No. That's the, that's she does of, not eat She could be all those things, but she said, hello. When I came down the stairs, I'd be like, here's your fish heads. But, okay. Jesus. Going to keep going. I really, really love your podcast so much. You guys make me smile when I feel really bad. So thank you for that. Uh, you're welcome for that. Just fucking cut in just now. Yes. Are we cut in in the middle of your very sweet moment to <laughs> yes. us to be jerks? I found you guys on Spotify. Shout out Spotify. And parentheses says, you know, like a basic bitch. Just kidding. Uh, if Spotify can just keep on doing what it's doing, I don't mind. Seriously. I've been listening since like 2018, I think. I don't know. I have a horrid memory. Pardon. But I know I was listening early on-ish. Apologies if this is scattery or too short slash too long. I'm a little off at the moment, but I'll definitely revise this before sending. I recently went on a trip to Florida with the family, and while it was very aggravating, some things happened that were quite off. I mean, we went to the oldest city in America, St. Augustine. Dang! St. Augustine is We did beautiful. a topic on it. So if a ghost got attached to me, I wouldn't be surprised. We stayed there with family in a camper in an RV park and then went to the city they were actually from. We stayed in a basic hotel and went over to their house every day. The beach, got shells, all that shit. The first night, we went to the hotel. <laughs> I noticed there were not one, but two mirrors above the bed. Uh, one for each soul to capture, perhaps? Get, what the? What? As in, you shoot awake and see yourself in the mirror and demons steal your soul? Oh my god. Yeah. That's that. like some Constantine shit. Two of them. I had to sleep in that bed the second night, but I was sore and pissed off, so I was out cold. No soul stolen, I think. The first and third nights, I slept on the fold-up couchy bed that was uncomfortable, but honestly, I've slept on worse. The first time, I stayed up until around 5 a.m., just doing what the fuck ever because no one bothered me being asleep and all. The third night, however... I swore I could hear breathing underneath the couchy bed. It was so clear that I swear I stopped breathing to make sure it wasn't me, and it wasn't. Wouldn't it be terrifying if you actually felt the couch move? Yeah, like the couch was breathing? Yeah. I told my mother about it, and at first she was quick to blow me off and say I was just making it up. Rude. 
Especially since I kept making jokes like, LOL, what if it's haunted, LMAO. <laughs> And then she said, my bad, my bad. Oh the my second God. time she came and listened and she looked me in the eyes, not blinking, and then said, it's the mini fridge. Go get dressed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, this is like all moms, though. Right. It's just like-, like, what the fuck, ma'am? That is breathing. No one is under there but breathing. Name one fridge that breathes. I fucking dare you. That's really all that I have. My cat has been acting like something is in my apartment. So I'll let you know if I see dead people. Thank you so much for making the podcast and reading this if you can. I can't ever support you in Patreon or watch streams or anything, but I do talk about you guys anytime I talk about true crime, so I really hope it helps. I wish you all well. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for sending that in. I think it's funny because when you read through stories and you're like curating content, it's like if you guys send it, we're going to read it. You know, that's basically how it goes. If it's like super short, we can't make sense of it, then sometimes we'll email back and be like, uh, what? But when we get stuff in... I, we don't see them until we read them on the show. When I started reading, them, I was like waiting for something spooky to happen, and then something spooky happened. I'm like, this story isn't about the horrors of a br- like breathing coming under the bed. It's the horrors of going on vacation with, <laughs> with your, your family. family. And I really, really liked it. I took a vacation to Florida with my parents when I was like in fifth grade, and it was the worst vacation I've ever been on. Like everything went wrong, so I totally started getting those vibes <laughs> reading your story. I I don't think I've ever had like a bad vacation with my family. Uh, I had one vacation where my mom was, like, sick the entire time. Like, she just kept throwing up the entire time. Uh, but, I, like, road trips and stuff, I don't think I've ever had, like, a bad trip. But I was a lot younger. You, right. And you put up with a bunch of shit when you're younger. You have no choice. You don't have any choice. Yeah. You just go along. Your parents buy all your food. If you, you ask for a souvenir. You're a freeloader. Like, yeah, what are you going to do? You're a bitch and you're yeah, a freeloader? pretty much. It's like, shit, they pay for your your plane tickets. They pay for, yeah. like, all your, your room and board, all that stuff. I should clarify um, that the horrible trip I took in fifth grade was not my parents' fault. It was our, like, travel agent's fault. Like, ah. Reservations got lost. We wound up being booked in a hotel under construction, like, right next to the tarp. It was like, room, 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 room. It's a tarp. Tarp. Construction. And if you wanted to find our room, walk to the tarp, take a left, and go wow. into the one room they're still renting. I mean, when we take vacations uh, with your mom, I, I don't mind them. They're, I think they're fun, actually. Like, yeah, we anytime time. we've, we've done, done a wedding or anything, we have fun. Uh, we all get riggedy wrecked half the time. It's always because um, there's, like, a it's wedding. It's open bar. Okay, it's there's a wedding. A wedding and there's an open bar. bar. We're not just, like, we just decide, like, let's get fucking hammered. <laughs> So, I mean, we will if we want. We're adults. What's up? So, but yeah, thank you for sending that in. I really enjoyed that. Stories about vacations going like crazy is just so much fun to me. So I appreciate. Yeah. That's a nice one to kind of come down on too. So we can all just like laugh, smile, think of some crazy vacations we've been on. So thank you one more time. I just want to say thank you to everyone who sent in their stories. Some of them are funny. Some of them are heartbreaking and some of them are really heartwarming. So either way. Uh, sharing your story is an incredibly personal experience and we appreciate you having the courage to send it to us and allowing us to read it to the spooky friends community it really means the world to us that you do that and your stories really mean the world to a lot of people out there that you've never met and i think that you should really understand that having an impact on a complete stranger in such a positive way is like the best thing you could ever do so thank you so much for sending them if you have a story you would like to share you can email storytime at scarish.com you can also go to our website scarish.com and click on contact us fill out that form it comes directly to us or hit us up on any of our social medias. Facebook is facebook.com slash scaryishpodcast. Twitter is at scaryishpod. And Instagram is at scaryishpodcast. However you are most comfortable reaching out to us, we would love to hear from you. Robin, for folks who would like to donate to us, how can they do so? You can go to patreon.com slash scaryishpodcast. Those are monthly donations. Tiers start at a dollar, and at a dollar, 
you get ad free episodes. Ad free really is the way to be. And uh, we also have coffee, ko-fi.com slash scariest podcast. Those are one-time donations. All your donations go to helping us upgrade our studio setup. Keep us going. Pay for all the background stuff, website fees, all that crap. <laughs> because it's there's a lot, right? Uh, it and we, adds up. And we really couldn't do this without all of you guys. So Seriously, though, thank you guys so much for watching us. We appreciate you. You are so much fun to hang out with. And for everyone who listens to us, uh, it really does mean the world to us that you support us in the way you do so. Uh, that's everything we have for this episode of Storytime. So, Robin, do your thing and sign us out. Keep on creeping on, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.